Heather is going to introduce Kim, and I'm just so delighted. Go ahead, Heather. Thank you, Tanya. I am so pleased to introduce you to Kim McBride, Action for Canada's National Chapter Coordinator. Kim has been following Action for Canada's call to actions since early 2020. In July of 2021, she became the Calgary Chapter Leader, and a year later, she took on the job of National Chapter Coordinator. She is the mother of teenage girls, a teacher, and a woman of faith who believes in the power of prayer. We are so excited that Kim can join us this evening. Will you all please help me welcome Kim McBride. Hello, Kim. Oh, hello, Hi, Heather. Kim. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Kim. All right. Thank you, Heather. You know, Kim, I'm just, before I hand it over to you, I just want everybody to know how uh, delighted I am to be here with you tonight. It's just such an honor. Kim had started out as a chapter leader. I can't wait to hear her testimony. And many of you are, are familiar with Ron, who had been our pastor lead. And in August of 2021, we took a shift. And I said, Ron, you know what? I think we need to focus on chapter leaders. And he got busy. And he started vetting this long list of chapter leaders. And he just naturally became the national chapter leader coordinator. And we felt months ago that it was time to get Ron back on the pastors, and uh, Kim was sort of this this cream rising to the top with her leadership skills and her really good understanding of what it what it would entail to uh, support and lead the chapter leaders across Canada. And uh, so we reached out to Kim; she agreed, and boom, <laughs> here she is. And so, Kim, I just love you so much. We're just going to hand the floor over to you, um, and you tell us more about your journey. Oh, well, thank you so much. And thank you for those kind words. And yeah, it's a roller coaster, right? You just get on it and away we go. Uh, so one of the things I've said often is that Action for Canada was the locomotive going down the track, but we were building it as we were moving along. And it's been such an incredible journey to come uh, to come along with you, Tanya. And uh, you're an inspirational leader and you um, you pull out the best in us. And uh, it's it's really great to see so many Canadians of all stripes, all walks of life, all ages, generations, uh, pulling together for that common purpose of uh, protecting our faith, family and freedom in this country. So it is a real honor to be in this position and uh, a little overwhelming and, and definitely quite humbling. So uh, just to give you a little bit of my background, and then I'm going to be happy to get on to introducing our chapter leaders. Um, but I, yes, I am a teacher. Uh, by profession, currently not working in that. Uh, of course, there was the mandate issue and uh, various other things that uh, and I wasn't happy in the um, public system for many reasons. And I knew I was uh, going to be moving on anyways. But uh, when I was going back through my my emails, uh, cleaning out my inbox from three years ago, I was thinking, when did I first get connected to Action for Canada? And believe it or not, it was, it predated the pandemic. It started by, um, I got a, an email where you were doing a petition and somehow it came through the inbox in some way I was able to click on it. And I started following, I think at that point, and I had my email address in the database which I'm now very familiar with. And uh, so I, it didn't surprise me then in October of 2020 um, that your um, the rally that you were at, Tanya, where you were you, you did the call to action and you, you called upon Canadians to 
help support the legal action that uh, Action for Canada was taking with Rocco Galati and the constitutional challenge because of all the mandates. So and it was really that point where I said, this, this, there's light in the darkness. I'm going to betray my bias. I'm a uh, Calgary born and Alberta raised and uh, I figured nothing good could come from the left coast. Please forgive me, BC. I think you're lovely people. But uh, at, at any rate, I thought if the light uh, can shine so brightly in, in a place that I was that I thought was so dark, then then surely there's hope for this nation. And so uh, that was really the inspirational point for me. Um, I'd always been a person that, you know, questioned whatever I was being told. And if too many people shouted too loudly on a particular issue or everybody was trying to draw attention to a particular issue, I always was the person who was looking the other way just to see, well, what are they distracting us from? So that's kind of my personality anyways, a little bit skeptical uh, and critical in, in the information that I consume. So that was the reason why in February, believe it or not, of 2020, I would have come across some of the work that you were doing already. So following it along through the, the pandemic and seeing how it was rolling out and then being a teacher in the public system with these mandates and seeing how it affected the children, it was just so heartbreaking. And knowing, uh, because I had, you know, done research in all sorts of platforms and, and getting uh, multiple voices on a, on a perspective, um, you know, I just wasn't buying it, what was, what was being said. So when I saw you, Tanya, the most pivotal part of that, me being uh, a person of faith, is when you took your knee and you said uh, before everybody, you know, that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And that was from, from Chronicles, and that's a biblical verse from Chronicles. It was that that kind of, I think you've mentioned before, Tanya, it was like a ripple went out, and I certainly felt the wave of that here in Calgary. And and that's the, the grace of God. So first and foremost, um, in order to get ourselves right in this country, uh, one with another, we need to, as individuals, get ourselves right with our creator and, and be in right relationship with him. So for me, that was just phenomenal. And I thought, wow, I'm going to watch this lady a little bit more and just see where she goes. And so then in the spring of 21, um, you put out the call and you said, you know, I really feel like we need to do these, uh, you know, build up the chapters. And, and at that time, I think there was nine in BC, and I thought, well, surely there's one in Calgary, you know, Bible Belt, you know, Alberta, surely there's got to be some. And there wasn't yet. And I thought, OK, well, I'll just stick my hand up. And so that's what I did. I stuck my hand up and I had no idea what that inv would involve. At that time, I had um, stepped away from teaching. Uh, I could see the writing on the wall with the mandates and I didn't want to disrupt my, my students. So that's what happened. I stepped away from that. And uh, right at the same time, I put my hand up to be a chapter leader and uh, moved into those uh, the fall where we had to do, um, you know, get the word out with with the election that was happening. So I started building up the chapter in Calgary. I, I, I could rely on my uh, I had confidence and I could rely on my skills as you know, a teacher and an organizer. And I've had lots of life experiences that um, helped me to, you know, see things ahead of time and, and to be able to navigate. So, um, and the other piece was I wasn't too uh, risk adverse. <laughs> so I trust and faith that 
all will be well and something will something good will come if I just keep uh, striking out one step at a time. So that led, that led me to build up the chapter in Calgary. I saw then the need to um, organize provincially. And so I kind of just, you know, got the email going to all the other chapter leaders that started to pop up. And I said, well, we should organize something for Alberta. And then, of course, um, you know, just being really active, uh, I was super honored when uh, a year ago, I can't believe it's that long ago already, a little over a year ago, uh, you had asked if I could help coordinate with all the chapters across the country. So that's a bit of the whirlwind. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm just so excited. What I want people um, to get from this evening more than anything as well, to celebrate our wonderful leaders that I'm so proud to work shoulder to shoulder with in, in all our ways. Um, we're all one body, but we each have a part to play in it. And it's just really powerful to see coast to coast to coast, from the river to the ends of the earth, how, um, how we're being knit together in a common purpose. And so that's really exciting. And I hope that uh, people watching, maybe even for the first time, or people that have been following for quite some time, they can see that we are really just ordinary Canadians, uh, all of us. And just like all of everybody else watching, we're ordinary Canadians. The only thing that made us extraordinary and then help, you know, to move this along was the fact that we took one first step in something that we were passionate about. And so um, I, I'm so delighted to get to that, uh, to introduce some of these fine people uh, that all took that one first step and trusted where it was going to go. So we're all extraordinary at some point uh, when we we put ourselves um, to focus on uh, on that, that thing that we're passionate about and that we hold dear and we treasure in our hearts. So, so that's, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I'm, I'm very privileged and honored to be able to call you friend and uh, sister in the Lord and, uh, and uh, the rest of the team as well that work tirelessly behind the scenes. And so I'm so glad to be able to showcase some of you tonight. So I think with that, right. I should uh, be bringing some people on. Yeah, yeah, Kim, thank you so much. And, uh, you know, you said something that I just want to emphasize to everybody that's viewing and will be viewing this video is that uh, we each have gifts and talents. None of them are all the same. There's uh, a verse in the Bible that talks about the uh, body of Christ being like the body. And every single part is so important as it functions. And whether you end up being a greeter at the door or whether you help with the bookkeeping, there is something for everybody to do. And uh, it isn't just that, uh, again, I want to emphasize this as well. We are asking that our chapter leaders are Christians to lead in a manner that we believe that Canada is foundationally uh, built on biblical principles, but anybody can join a chapter and participate. We need all boots on the ground, standing outside of schools, speaking to school boards, etc. So just please, as you go through this, be, be motivated and inspired to join us. All right, Kim, back to you. All right. Well, I, I want to get right to it because uh, I do a lot of speaking already on the Monday meetings, and I really want to showcase our, our lovely leaders that all have different perspectives and different um, success stories that they can share and I hope, again, uh, people watching will be able to maybe see themselves in one of our, our speakers. And so the very, our first speaker tonight is Peter Wright. Um, Peter, I will probably, yeah, there's his picture, lovely picture. Peter came to Canada in 2004 to escape government persecution in Zimbabwe. 
when he saw similar patterns of disregard for the rule of law and oppression and persecution emerging in Canada in 2020, he wanted to do his duty as a citizen and as a Christian. He looked for an organization to join, and in 2021, he joined Action for Canada. Peter is the co-leader of the Oxford County Chapter in Ontario. So let us please welcome Peter, and I'm going to give him five or so minutes or as much as you need to share with us, Peter. Good evening. Thank you very much, Kim, <clears throat> and, uh, and thank you office for the fine example that you set. So before I go into what we've done in our chapter, I'll just give you my personal motivation for why I got involved. As Kim said, um, I was a farmer in Zimbabwe. I have been in the corporate world. Uh, I'm quite old, as you can see. I've had my own business for many years. And for about 12 years, I was a farmer in Zimbabwe. And I experienced at firsthand what happens when a government decides to um, stop following the rule of law. Uh, we had a situation politically motivated where our government in Zimbabwe started taking away legally owned farms, mainly from white commercial farmers, but also some black commercial farmers. Uh, we realized this was going to be a problem, and we spoke to our own farmers association, and we said, we have to make a stand. We can't accept this. And they were trying to appease the politicians, and they said, no, 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 there's going to be a few farms taken in one part of the country. It's political it won't spread. And we said, you know, this is Africa, it will spread. So long story short, it did spread for three over three years. Uh, on my farm, we faced three years of intimidation, trying to force us off the farm, death threats, um, start, labor beaten up, widespread theft. And finally, we were barricaded into our security fence for days at, on a, at a time. The police tried to arrest me three times. At that point, we were the last operating farm out of a district, the second last of 43, formerly 43. So the police eventually got me when I went to the village, threw me in a, prison, a police cell for three days and nights and dragged me into kangaroo court and said, uh, when you agree not to go back to your farm, we'll let you go. So I'm not looking for sympathy. What I'm trying to say to you is if you don't make a stand, it costs you dearly. If you do make a stand, it can also cost you dearly, but at least you can sleep at night and wake up with a clear conscience. So I was very lucky to be able to come to Canada. My eldest son had come here in '98. He said, come and look. Um, Canada Immigration said we could move here under humanitarian and compassionate grounds, apply for permanent residence. So at the age of 54, my wife and I moved here with one su two suitcases each, a horse saddle and eight cats between us, and enough cash for a very old F-150 used pickup. So that's the background. So when in March 2020 I saw <clears throat> the propaganda about a new virus, it took me about two weeks to realize there was a fraud. This was a total fraud. I looked around for organizations to join. I went on many rallies, uh, many protest rallies, Aylmer, London, Toronto, um, got hold of my MP, my MPP, and checked out a few organizations and eventually signed up with Action for Canada in 2000, late 2021. That was quite interesting in that through Ron, <clears throat> I was approved to set up a chapter in Woodstock <clears throat> And within days, I found out we already had an Oxford County chapter that was in the process of being set up. So we didn't want two in the same part of the world. So we amalgamated. <clears throat> Donna Singer had been starting the Oxford County one. We amalgamated. We got a core team. We got into action very quickly. We served notices of liability to every school principal, every school board uh, trustee, every elected official, the medical office of health, and many employers <clears throat> in our first few months. 
Um, I refuse to wear masks. To this day, I've not worn a mask once. I've even been into the hospital and had a minor surgical procedure, taken my wife to the emergency room twice and formed very close relationships, quite intense and intimate relationships with security personnel and come within millimeters of being arrested, but so far have not. So we served our notice of liability. We had weekly meetings. We had access to an empty retail shop in Woodstock, which was very convenient to have meetings. We uh, gave advice and pointed people to resources as best we could. We attended political rallies, both for the uh, at the last election. Um, I spoke at those rallies in my personal capacity, but got a mention in for Action for Canada. We had a tent at those rallies where we had some T-shirts and merchandise and gave away a lot of literature. Uh, what else did we do? That was really it. We have started, I personally started a private information because this is a public forum. I won't go into a lot of detail, but just to say because of the resources available through Action for Canada, I've been in court physically three times and on Zoom appearances another three times. We've had some cases thrown out. We have applied for Certiorari and Mandamus and We've decided not to pursue one of those, and we are pursuing another one. So this has been going on since March. What else can I say? I, I think the big thing is we have to lead by example, and we have to just say no. I was reminded of that this morning, a little motivational thing I listen to every morning. Today they spoke about Rosa Parks, who was a black lady in the U.S. who one day said she would not move out of the black part of a municipal bus to make way for white people. And she said, not today. And I think we have to remember that and say we could be pushed so far and no further. Say no, not today. Um, my five minutes is up. Uh, I hope that will inspire <laughs> others. So thanks again to the leadership of Action for Canada. Thank you, Kim. Well, thank you so much, Peter. Oh, it's really inspiring. And to have that uh, experience, um, the hard experience that trained you up in Zimbabwe, uh, we pray that it would never have to come to that here, but uh, that's the reason why we work so hard. And, and you can speak to the truth that, that that is where this leads. So thank you, Peter. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and just uh, Peter as well, I, I just want to give you such a genuine thank you. Um, it is heart-wrenching, but it's inspirational at the same time to hear that you came from tyranny into a country where you thought you were going to live it out in freedom. And uh, you, sir, are just an amazing part of our team. And I just want to emphasize as well, you said that you're laying a private information. For those who don't know, those are uh, criminal charges against individuals who have either used extortion or intimidation or somehow violated individual citizens' rights. And that's something that Action for Canada is working on in the background. You've been very courageous and uh, just again, thank you so much, Peter. Okay, back to you, Kim. Oh, right on. Okay, well, I'm, I'm happy to get on to our next speaker. Um, our next speaker is Danielle uh, Mayotte. Danielle is our powerful and effective chapter leader for Ottawa, our nation's capital. She is passionate in pursuit of justice and righteousness, which makes her formidable, but she is also very caring in her approach. I am so pleased that she has enthusiastically agreed to step into provincial leadership for the fine people of Quebec. Danielle hopes to unify freedom-loving Québécois and inspire new chapters to take root in La Belle Province. Bienvenue, Danielle. Merci. All right, Danielle, I just want to give you the floor and uh, to take it away. 
Hello. My name is Danielle Mayo. I was a junior and senior kindergarten teacher. Um, I was uh, doing some uh, experimentation uh, uh, studying in uh, schools and had no longer access to school because of mandates. As a school teacher, I feared uh, domestic violence, abuse, and mental illness, and found Action for Canada. Um, Tanya uh, was an inspiring person, um, ready, relentless, and genuine. Um, I immediately, immediately offered to um, volunteer, and uh, and and I'm now the proud leader of Action for Canada Ottawa and provincial coordinator for Quebec. Um, I will continue in French uh, a bit. Uh, bonjour, je m'appelle Danielle Maillot. J'ai été enseignante de maternelle, jardin d'enfants une première année. Um, et puis, euh, quand euh, 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 j'ai été très inquiète quand les mandats ont commencé. Euh, et c'est à ce moment que j'ai trouvé Action for Canada et Tania qui étaient engagés. Um, à protéger euh, la foi et la famille et la liberté. Um, je suis maintenant uh, uh, leader um, Ottawa et uh, coordonnatrice uh, uh, de la province du Québec. Et c'est un honneur véritable pour moi. Um, Following Tanya's lead, we have become more sophisticated and have been equipped to expand our reach. In winter 2021, I started by setting up notices of liability signing parties. Um, and uh, we have uh, successfully served notices of liability to four Ottawa school boards, public, Catholic, French, and English in Ottawa. Um, you have been uh, maybe more aware of uh, the latest uh, where OCDSB um, school board trustees have attempted to uh, bring back mandates. Uh, TV News uh, picked up the story and uh, we were very grateful for Action for Canada for providing the necessary tools uh, to fight back. And uh, we served each school board trustee uh, with notices of liability and unlawful mask mandate. Um, we were so happy uh, when one of us uh, said, uh, we will hold you personally liable. Um, you just got served. <laughs> uh, this was a very uh, important day for us. Um, and uh, and, um, and, and uh, we are still uh, aware that, uh, that the fight is not over. Um, um, plus tard, uh, uh, un peu plus tard, la semaine dernière, uh, nous avons réussi à organiser une, une initiative où les parents, les grands-parents, 
et les citoyens ont présenté à 12 conseillers scolaires euh, du euh, Ottawa Carlton District School Board les avis de responsabilité pour arrêter le port du masque. Euh, à, grâce à Tania et à l'équipe d'Action for Canada, le fait d'avoir accès aux ressources nécessaires pour mener une opposition bien planifiée et organisée a été une source de soulagement. Euh, la motion visant à rendre les masques obligatoires a été rejetée par un vote de 6 contre 6. Cette réunion des conseillers scolaires du euh, Conseil Ottawa-Carlton District School Board a été présentée le lendemain aux nouvelles. Action for Canada euh, Ottawa supervise maintenant le conseil scolaire euh, euh, pour euh, euh, dans notre combat contre euh, le port du masque et, euh, et les... Euh, euh, l'introduction euh, de euh, de la citoyenneté numérique au au CDSB um, another great uh, another great um, uh, win uh, this summer was uh, the mayoral debates discussing the climate change program which had a 60 million dollar price tag With the support of Ottawa scientist Tom Harris, who offered to coach some of us um, with crucial questions, debunking to debunk the narrative beliefs and opinions in favor of evidence, facts, critical thinking, and data, Action for Canada was able to play an important role in the awareness to uh, citizens of Ottawa. Um, lors des élections municipales, les candidats à la mairie uh, d'Ottawa ont pris position uh, lors d'un débat pour débattre des questions au sujet uh, des changements climatiques, un coût estimé de 60 milliards de dollars. Avec l'appui du scientifique Uh, d'Ottawa, Tom Harris, qui a offert uh, son soutien uh, pour nous aider avec des questions cruciales. Nous avons réussi à, à le groupe Action for Canada ici à Ottawa a réussi à, euh, à, euh, à, à, à jouer en faveur euh, de la pensée critique et de et euh, a réussi à, à avec le euh, a réussi à jouer un rôle que nous voulons continuer à jouer ici à Ottawa. Um, et puis uh, uh, last October, uh, Tanya, in support for Action for Canada teams here in Ottawa, made the trip in support of Barry Nurfield, opposing the sexualization of children in the education system, defending his right for freedom of expression. Uh, and 
not long ago, I could not concentrate. And standing there with Tanya and other extraordinary people in Ottawa, I felt that um, words could not express my happiness for being part of Action for Canada family. En octobre dernier, Tania, voulant soutenir l'équipe Action for Canada ici à Ottawa, a fait le voyage pour appuyer avec nous la position du conseiller scolaire Barry Nurfield, qui s'est opposé à la sexualisation des enfants dans le système d'éducation à la défense de son droit de liberté d'expression. Euh, euh, debout euh, devant la Cour suprême du Canada, euh, j'ai ressenti une grande fierté euh, euh, d'appartenir à cette famille de Action for Canada. Um, today, City of Ottawa is over a million in population, and we have now reached uh, about a thousand people receiving our newsletter in Ottawa. Um, Quebec is a nation of strong and free people, and it is a privilege for me to reach out to each and every one of them uh, from Uh, Gatineau, to Montreal, to Saint-Constant, Mont-Laurier. Uh, we pray, I pray that Action for Canada francophone chapters will grow. It touched my heart to be part of this initiative. And I know it is important for Tanya and each one of us to favor unity and to stand with Quebec and all Canadian provinces from coast to coast as one nation. Um, Aujourd'hui, la ville d'Ottawa compte un peu plus de 1 million d'habitants. Près de 1000 personnes à Ottawa sont inscrites pour recevoir notre bulletin hebdomadaire. Nous avons euh, mis en place des réseaux de communication euh, pour se parler à tous les jours. Et puis, euh, nous nous rencontrons en personne à Ottawa euh, et nous voulons maintenant agrandir euh, vers, euh, vers euh, le Québec, de Gatineau à Montréal, Saint-Constant, Mont-Laurier, euh, pour créer partout au Québec des chapitres Action for Canada. Um, I will I will finish uh, by saying that I am very grateful uh, to Tanya, Sheila, Kim, Ray, Ron, Randy, the whole team of Action for Canada and the Ottawa chapter for making this possible. And I pray to the Lord for the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest fields. Uh, je suis reconnaissante à Tanya, Sheila, Kim, Ray, Ron, Randy, toute l'équipe Action for Canada, Ottawa, qui rendent cette initiative possible. Et je prie sincèrement le Seigneur d'envoyer des ouvriers dans son champ. Et voilà. Um, it's such a privilege to reach out to Québec. And please, uh, my door is always open. My phone never shuts off. Uh, Please uh, reach us to reach out to us. Um, 
we can share together, just like we are doing presently in Ottawa. We can share together for each of um, specific concerns that each of us have and the tools that we now have to uh, fight back. Uh, C'est un plaisir mm -hmm. de pouvoir travailler ensemble. Oh, thank you. Merci beaucoup. Thank you so much for your testimony. And I was glad to be able to give you that time to be able to reach out to uh, our wonderful province of Quebec and to be able to have you speak uh, and, and to take down those barriers that, um, that can exist with language, uh, but, but not in, in our heart. And uh, so thank you so much, Danielle. And thank you, Tanya, for joining mm -hmm. us. Yeah, thank you again, uh, Danielle. Uh, you are just such an amazing lady. And I just need to emphasize and, and highlight that, you know, you were a part of a very small team, just a couple of you. And each one of our teams, when we uh, vet a chapter leader and they get going, uh, they're left to think, okay, what do we do? How do we reach out to our communities? And it takes per, uh, uh, perseverance. And Danielle, you've done that and you've been uh, perseverant. And because of that, there's been major wins in Ottawa. And now you say that anytime anybody signs up with Action for Canada, you sign up to volunteer, you join, your postal code goes into a district that we will eventually reach out to you when we put a chapter in place. And uh, again, Danielle, thank you so much for what you're doing. I love that we could reach out to our French-Canadian friends tonight and communicate with them a little bit. That's a treat. We're working on someday getting all of our notice of liability in French as well. And again, it is just an honor and a privilege to know you. And we're so grateful you've joined the team. Thank Such you. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so moving right along, uh, we're going to go all the way to the West Coast. And I want to um, call up next um, Jerry Pearson-Murray. Um, about a year ago, Jerry started watching the Empower Hour. Uh, and exploring A4C's res uh, response to the overreach and tyrannical objectives of the Canadian government, especially their response to the so-called pandemic. The measures that A4C were taking resonated with her, and she applied to be a volunteer. And for some reason, and she believes it was a calling from God, Jerry was asked to run by Ron to run her local chapter in Courtney, which is not what she had intended. Out of obedience to the call, she agreed to take it on, not really having any idea what it would entail. She is now the regional chapter coordinator for all Vancouver Island, as well as being responsible for prov providing information to those within BC who have indicated that they would like to start a chapter in their area. So please welcome Jerry to the show. Hi, Jerry. Hi, Kim. Hi, everybody. Yeah, it's Hi. great to be on the call today. And uh, yeah, I just I do want to start by saying that um, I actually hadn't signed up to be a chapter leader. I'd signed on to be a volunteer. And maybe some of you can resonate with that. And all of a sudden, I got put into the chapter leader position. So, um, you know, I did feel initially, I felt a little overwhelmed and thought, okay, well, I'm, I'm not really cut out for this. But interestingly enough, I had done a um, master's in leadership five years ago, not really knowing why I would do it. And I'm actually, I was, I do have a background of healthcare. And uh, I thought, okay, well, maybe this is where God is leading me. And, and if he has called me, then he will equip me. So I started the Comox chapter, I took it over, Comox Valley chapter, not really knowing what I was doing, feeling ill-equipped. 
you know, try to do things on my own as we do. And then I said, okay, well, I'm going to, you know, leave this over to God and let him lead. Uh, you know, made a few mistakes along the way, had some challenges, but I do believe that uh, there's nothing worthwhile in life that doesn't come with its own set of challenges. So sort of gave it to the Lord and I said, okay, well, you're going to have to take it from here. And um, yeah, and amazingly, God has opened some uh, incredible doors here on the island. Um, the first, uh, I would say, significant door that was opened was um, I started attending Living Waters Fellowship Church, which is um, sort of halfway between Campbell River and uh, Courtney Comox Valley. And I connected with uh, Diane and Randy, who are the pastors there, who were very supportive of Action for Canada. Um, Diane actually took on the leadership of Campbell River and uh, opened the doors that, so that we could have meetings there. And um, yeah, that was an amazing connection. And, you know, a, a kudos, a big shout out to Randy and Diane because they have opened the doors and, uh, you know, would not take any money and God has really blessed them. And, you know, this is a, a great partnership. And I would encourage if there's any other pastors or church leaders out there to open the doors because it's an, an amazing way. You have people coming to meetings that are not comfortable with the church um, coming to church and then they come to Action for Canada meetings and then they get comfortable and then they come back and, and uh, have been attending our church, um, you know, as, as a congregant. So, um, you know, it's, it is, it's been a great uh, thing for our chapter. Um, you know, we have, we have monthly meetings where both, both chapters, the Comox Valley and the Campbell River come together and have joint meetings there. And then we also have meetings in our own community um, within, within the Comox Valley uh, the Campbell River chapter has been particularly busy. They're um, very busy little bees on uh, boots on the ground. They've been servicing not uh, serving notice of liability to uh, doctors and uh, school trustees. They're uh, the next um, people on their list as they, they plan to go to the pharmacies. Uh, and our Comox Valley has been also serving notice of liability locally. We've been able to reach out to um, school trustees, etc., and, um, you know, we just basically try and stay abreast of what the national campaign is, uh, what's happening in the national campaign. But uh, it's been awesome being able to work with both chapters together to uh, work off each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, you know, a big highlight was back in October, we had a presentation at Living Waters with uh, Brian Peckford, who is uh, well loved on the island. And um, I'm sure everybody on the call is aware of who Brian is and Tanya came over and a local doctor um, was an amazing presentation at, the, at uh, Living Waters. We had close to 400 people there. We were singing songs, holding hands. People were weeping, saying things like, you know, I finally found my tribe after two years. Very powerful, gave people hope. People sat three hours. They were sitting there. They said they didn't want to leave. You know, this is what Action for Canada can do for the kind for people who have been feeling without hope, have been feeling hopeless, um, to be able to provide them with that environment. And also, you know, again, to feel the presence of God in a, in a place like that, it was so powerful. And um, just, it gave them so much hope and encouragement. So, um, you know, another part of my story was I did approach Tanya um, about six months ago and said that I really felt that the new chapter leaders needed to be mentored and encouraged because I felt, uh, you know, a little bit inadequate myself, as, as many do when you're taking this on. And Tanya listened. And basically, I talked myself into a position 
um, you know, as the regional coordinator on the island, um, as you do, and, um, you know, helping chapters get set up, having regular meetings. I think it's important. We're fortunate on the island that we can meet in person. It's small enough. I think it's th those are very helpful to mentor and encourage them in their, in their new role. And, um, you know, we're, we're starting to build an amazing chapter. I noticed there are some Vancouver Island people on the call. We're starting to, to build an amazing team here on Vancouver Island. I want to give a big shout out to uh, Doug, who runs a, a great chapter in Parksville. And uh, he also loves to come alongside new leaders and encourage them as well. We have um, obviously Diane, um, you know, who's also a busy pastor's wife, but is running the um, chapter in Campbell River. Um, uh, Dan is, is, has taken over Courtney. We have Gail in Port Alberni. You know, she had some uh, personal challenges, but has now uh, starting to get the um, chapter getting up and running again in Port Alberni. We have Pat, who's fairly new in Nanaimo and uh, is starting to get the chapter going. And then Klaus, who has recently started the chapter in Victoria. And that was a huge answer to prayer. We knew that uh, Victoria, as the provincial capital, was really in need of a leader. And, um, you know, for those of you who know Victoria, the, um, the, the temperature, the, temp the, the sense in Victoria, it is very woke, very liberal, as a lot of the uh, provincial uh, towns tend to be. So, um, you know, we knew that we would hit, it was going to be a bit, a bit difficult to find uh, a leader there, certainly from, um, you know, the various strongholds, etc. But anyway, Klaus has stepped up. We're super excited about Klaus. He's starting the chapter there. And then, um, you know, total answer to prayer. And then we also have uh, some new leaders in, um, I noticed some people were asking about Duncan. So Michelle and Melody uh, have stepped forward and they will be starting up the uh, chapter in the new year in the Cowichan Valley. And Ellen is also starting a chapter in Souk. So it is amazing to see what is um, happening on, on Vancouver Island. Just as a statistic, I'll, I'll throw out there because it is a very dark place spiritually. Uh, those of you who are familiar with the, the MAID program, I read a statistic the other day that um, um, the MAID um, percentage is three times the national average in Vancouver Island. And those of you who saw that awful um, video that was, that was made in Tofino, promoting made. So these are the challenges that we have on the island. But, um, you know, I'm so grateful that people have stepped up and said yes. And um, I would encourage anybody on the call, if you're in an area that you don't have a chapter, I would say just go for it. Say yes, take that step of obedience. You know, you will um, be equipped if, for everything you need. It, it is overwhelming. Initially, I would say that all of us felt a little bit, oh, my goodness, what am I doing? But as the um, Action for Canada grows and more people come on board, and uh, like I have said, I have talked to Tanya that that need for mentorship is so important when you're stepping out and so that you feel that you're not alone, that you're supported by the people around you. Um, I would be the one, certainly within BC, if you felt like you wanted to start a chapter, I am sort of the go-to person that gives you um, an idea of what's involved. And so, you know, that's the first step you take. And then it's something to do then to go and, and pray about it. And hey, you know, um, you would get all the support you need. So, you know, it's exciting to be part of an organization such as Action for Canada, you know, uh, that's standing for justice and righteousness in our country. You know, that's God's heart. All, I'm sure everybody on that, this call is very aware 
of the uh, government overreach, the tyrannical, um, our tyrannical government and what's going on. And like people have said already, we have to take a stand. And even it's, if it's a stand in your own community, which is so powerful, um, you know, it's um, people need to be encouragement. They need hope. They need um, they need people to come alongside of them. You know, the, the stories I'm getting choked up now at a local level of people who've needed help and have reached out. Um, yeah, it's what the people need at a time like this. So, um, yeah, get on board. I would encourage you. And uh, and again, a shout out to churches as well to open your doors to people because um, it's so important right now. Oh, yeah. thank you so much, Jerry. Yeah, very um, emotional, uh, too, to be um, bearing witness to so much of that pain, but also to be able to walk alongside people is really important. So I'll have Tanya come back on. I know she wants to say a couple yeah. words to you, and then we'll move on to our next guest. Yeah, I know it's going to be a longer evening. I hope everybody will stick with us because I feel so inspired just listening to the chapter leaders. I'm so excited about it. And I love your honesty, Jerry. You know, you just wanted to be a volunteer. And next thing you know, uh, you had the gifts and talents to lead. And you are an amazing leader. And now you're leader over the island of giving support and coordinating. And uh, we just want to ask people, jump full in, both feet. Um, I as well, I've, my testimony is I was very shy. I would love being second in command, but don't put me the head of any organization or, or you know, and, um, but I just kept saying yes and moving forward. And uh, with that, we've, we're creating this massive wave across Canada with all of these incredible leaders and they're not alone. They, they have support now as soon as people start joining within the community. That's why it's important that if you don't want to lead, you join a chapter. And now they have provincial uh, support. The provincial leaders have Kim and myself and our core team. And it's just an amazing organization. And I believe that there is strength in numbers. And that's what we're building and coordinating here. So you don't want to miss being a part of it. So join, join and sign up today. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Jerry. Love you. Mm -hmm. you All right. Okay, um, now I want to go from one coast, Vancouver Island, to the other coast, Cape Breton. And I would like to now have uh, Dan Bashan from Sydney, Nova Scotia, to speak. So not only is Dan our chapter leader in Sydney, but like Jerry, he is also the chapter team leader for the Maritimes. Uh, Dan is no stranger to the Empower Hour, having previously been a guest, a featured guest, to discuss his knowledge of farming and prepping for food system disruptions. His many skills and experience include pastoring, missionary work in the Caribbean and in Romania soon after the collapse of communism, and he is also a retired paramedic. Since retiring, Dan has never been busier, <laughs> and we are grateful for his devotion and his service with Action for Canada to the Maritimes. So from sea to sea, please welcome Dan, and you can have your five minutes. <laughs> oh, oh, five minutes now. The time is the timer is on. Well, this is my family. It's so good to be back, and thank you. And uh, I, I got to mention too, Kim, my my time in Brazil for three years uh, as I wrapped up my ministry there. So it's amazing how God has been preparing us for this moment. This is not a surprise for Him. And uh, I just want to share as well. And, uh, you know, with my time in ministry, uh, my 17 years in ministry, my 29 years in the medical field, uh, all throughout this time, you know, my little antennas, my red flags have been uh, since the, the, the spring of 2020 uh, 
things just didn't seem right. And so in my quest to find what was going on in the world, I was looking, I was researching, as most people, as you know, some of our chapter leaders have, have stated on this call, and I'm sure a lot of our, our listeners were like, what in the world is going on? What's going on? And as I was researching, uh, I came across uh, action, something with Action for Canada. And I think the first thing that I logged on to was a, a, a pastor's call, I think, with Ron. And Ron opened up with prayer. And I remember saying, hey, hon, I found our tribe. <laughs> and Jerry just stole my line. And so we began to research, you know, different things. And one of the things that I found right away globally there's no way that this is a health-related scare thing that's going on, but this is evil, and it's orchestrated. And uh, this last summer, I did a speech at one of our rallies, and I've spoken in rallies in different provinces and that, and this is what I discovered. You know, every organized society has seven pillars in society. And the thing that I love about Action for Canada, and this is why I dove in, is because Action for Canada is actually involved in helping, preserving, and involved in every single aspect, every pillar of society. And so really quickly, in five minutes or less, so start the clock now, <laughs> it, I, I want to just share with people why everybody listening on this call, this is why everybody should be involved with Action for Canada, because we're not just doing one thing or two things. So in no particular order, so in random order, the seven pillars of society are this. The first one is business and commerce. So one of the first things that we did with Action for Canada, when you register as a chapter leader, you get this business package. And I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get an envelope. But the boxes started to come. And in these boxes, we got all of these wonderful cards. My camera is there. On how to keep your business open. Because... Every business is essential. Business owners have a right to keep their businesses open. And employees have a right to work, to put food on their table. And there's, there's links on here to, to let business owners go to the links to find out, oh, I, my business is essential, you know? And <clears throat> so that was a very important thing for me to find out, you know? And so with these business packages, we mobilized our group to go to some businesses and say, do you realize that when people come to your, that these uh, enforcers come to your business and say, now you've got to make sure people have a mask. You could say, no, I'm not enforcing that. That's your job, not mine. I've already been served and I don't want a $75,000 fine. And so that's one of the things that, that uh, people realize they're protected. So business and commerce is the first pillar of society that the government tried to attack and action for Canada was on it. And so that's a good thing. The second pillar of society is government. Well, we don't have time to get, go into all that tonight, but government is supposed to protect its people. Government is supposed to be there for its people, but it's turned to tyranny in Canada. You heard what, what um, my brother had to say there who, went to, uh, came, came back from Zimbabwe. By the way, I used to joke with my children when they were young. I used to say, you know, for example, my son Joshua, Joshua, go to Zimbabwe as a call to missions, you know, just for fun. But I didn't realize it was that bad, you know. So here Peter is here escaping from that. And, and now, you know, but, he, but action for Canada is on that as well. 
And we have sat in our, our politicians' office to inform them with our notices of liability. We're holding them accountable. This is the law. And this is what you must do to protect us. And this is what you must change. You know, falling short of saying you need to repent on top of that, too. But Action for Canada is involved in trying to set the government straight and holding them accountable. The third pillar of society is family. Now, this one may be a little more obscure with what we're doing. However, we are involved in building strong family values through the sanctity of life at every stage. You know, we value our children. And that's going to come through in our education here in a minute. But we have formed a national prayer team because we care about the needs of our people. And people were discouraged and depressed through this this last almost three years. And now, you know, with this made thing expanding in, in just a few months, you know, we value every member of the family and we're addressing those things. The fourth pillar of society is education. And I know at West, uh, the SOGI 123 curriculum is, is big. The CSE, the Comprehensive Sexual Education, it's creeped into Ontario and there's pockets of it coming up here and there. And you saw Tanya at the beginning there. She showed some of the, the filth there that's coming out. And so we are addressing that too. We are going to, um, these, uh, um, drag queen story times in our, in our public places. And we went to one here this summer and boy, did we have her stir the hornet's nest there? But we have notices of liability that that we, you know, and I mean, we're doing things. So we're addressing that in a very important way. We've got uh, interviews on our uh, on our on our website. We've got um, uh, videos. We've got empower hours. We've got lists of books. We're exposing the U.N. agenda. I mean, we're involved in this. The fifth one is church and religion. Shame, shame, shame on those churches and pastors that have closed the houses of worship and who did not obey scripture. But let me say this. We serve a God who is gracious and merciful and forgiving. And, you know, we've got the the uh, the notice of, of liability that we're coming up with. And the Frankfurt Declaration, in a couple of weeks, we're going to have pastors that will share their testimony, who will say, you know, we, we have uh, tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars of fines, but we kept our churches open and our churches are booming. Wow. You know, this is what we've been involved in. It's exciting. You know, in our, I mean, my wife and I, we left one church because they closed down their church. We went to another church and I mean, God is just blessing what a blessing, you know? And so that's one of the things. And, and again, on our on our uh, website, we've got sermons from pastors that preach it right. You know, that say, well, you know, pastors are, are misusing Romans 13, but Hebrews, you know, and we've got videos. We've got uh, Vincent Gersey teaching us how to how to address the authorities, you know, when they come and, and how to set them straight and how to educate them, too. And we've got a pastor's team now. You know, we, we meet on Wednesdays and we've got prayer groups with pastors. You know, I mean, I can go on and on, but, you know, I see the clock is ticking there. OK, so number six, art and science. Uh, so exposing the side effects of mandates, misinformation and promoting true science. That may be a little bit uh, less of what we're doing, but we're still addressing some of those things as well. And number seven, the media. Wow. 
Well, we don't have a lot of money to give to true media, but you know what? We are promoting good media. You know, we, uh, Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson is one of our friends that we promote. We had her here at our church just a few weeks ago, and, but we're exposing uh, the legacy media. We have notices of liability to them. I must say we've had, I've had some pretty good um, turnout with the legacy media here. I've been interviewed a few times and I, I've been very strict with them, giving them notice of liability and say, if you're going to interview me, and I've had four of our people inter like videotape them, videotape me. And I say, if you take me out of context, you videotaping me is going to go viral here. And I know I would say this then, I know where you live, so we're going to pick it outside your house. How do you like that? Right? So we're holding them accountable. But we have the resources for that as well. And we're advocating alternative and truth media. So all that to say this, everything that's going on right now has nothing to do with health. Certainly not. But Action for Canada has been on the ball. And just simple things like this. You know, I've heard Tanya say this numerous times. When she started this seven years ago, she started talking about the ill effects of 5G. And I don't think Tanya knew seven years ago that 5G would be the technology that that would be used to, to track you seven years later. That's the technology they would use. You know, in China, uh, you know, you have to be, it, that's why they want you six feet apart. See, because when you're all so close together, they can't really identify you. But, you know, it's such an evil plan. But God knew and God put it on her heart. And here we are seven years later, and we're all involved in this together. And this is why I got involved with Action for Canada. And that's why you should be involved with Action for Canada as well. So that's my sales pitch. That's why we're involved. And that's why God is doing great things here in beautiful Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, where for the next two weeks, it's going to be above freezing. And so sorry <laughs> about you folks out west. Just God's country. Oh, thanks. Thanks for leaving us on that note. <laughs> we take whatever the Lord gives us because, you know, we can see the weight of his glory in that beautiful white snow as well. So from sea to sea, we're very grateful for the land that we live in. So thank you so much. And Dan, uh, um, Tanya's on just to say a couple of words, and then we're going to try to move really quickly on to Terry. <laughs> and I can see that we're, we have so much to share. So that's why uh, we're just uh, bustling over here. So I'll give it yeah. to Tanya. Thank you. Thank you, Kim. And thank you, Dan. I'm sitting there in the back just having a hoot here because you are so enthusiastic and such a delight. And uh, I just want to give you a shout out because uh, there's a lot of things that our chapter leaders are doing in the background. You know, even Rebel News will report on it, but they will never report Action for Canada's part that they played in it. And uh, I'd let you know, I, I don't understand why they do that. They're supposed to be independent media and, and a friend of ours, but uh, there are situations like the young man, uh, Luke, that we did a call to action for. And a lot of people don't know that last week, little Luke had uh, passed away. And uh, but, you know, they became part of our family when they were having the difficulties in the uh, hospital in having access to their son and giving him uh, blood transfusion with potentially and Dan, you just jumped right in. And uh, Ken and Bonnie from New Brunswick, uh, Action for Canada is a family and we're a team. And we are genuinely working on behalf of Canadians. And so I like to come on in after each leader and from the bottom of my heart, just saying, saying thank you so much for joining our family. <laughs> Love you. That's awesome. Right on. Thank you. All right. Moving right along. Our next speaker brings us back to Central Canada.
And that's Terry Recker, who is a force to be reckoned with in the GTA. So currently, Terry heads up the Osho chapter and most recently has also stepped into a mentorship role with the Ontario Provincial Team. Terry got her start with Action for Canada by attending a rally in 2021. Some people she met there asked if she had heard of Action for Canada, and she decided to check out the website. Seeing that Action for Canada had formed a grassroots organization to issue notices of liability to help the public, she decided to join as a chapter leader to better help the community. So she is also very glad that she did. Here to share with us a few exciting accomplishments is Terry. So welcome, Terry. Yes, I'm very glad to be with Action for Canada. Um, Action for Canada has uh, definitely all the resources that um, each and every one of us need, uh, can use. Um, everything's um, laid out really, really good on the website and is um, easy to read. And you just have to print it off and follow instructions. Um, that's what I like most about it. And um, I've been with Action for Canada for pretty much almost two years now and uh, just love Tanya Gaw and what she stands for. And um, I'm truly blessed through God to be given this opportunity to join this family. And one of the recent accomplishments I just want to give uh, a little talk on is um, just recently around, uh, I guess it was uh, just before, maybe around November 10th, of this year, I received an email from my Action for Canada members reaching out to me very concerned about what was happening with our children and that the, they had heard that um, the Durham District School Board um, was going to be possibly bringing back the masking mandate for the kids. So um, what I did right away was um, my blood started to boil and <laughs> I have six grandkids um, that are in the public system and I, there was no way I was going to have this. And uh, so I immediately uh, jumped onto the resources that um, I have as a chapter leader. And um, I heard that they were going to be holding a meeting on November the 15th, uh, the trustees, uh, that they were going to be holding this board meeting to uh, put through a motion to the director, or sorry, not the director, but the Department of Health asking them to bring back a, the masking mandate um, to the children um, in the school boards in Durham. And so um, what I did right away was um, I um, constructed an email and um, I sent it out and uh, I stated in, 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 the, um, in the email to all of the trustees, the director of education, and also the superintendents that um, that uh, they had no legal authority to bring a motion to bring back masking on our children. I explained that the Minister of Health of Ontario was only recommending um, a masking um, masking the children again, but it was certainly not a mandate, and also it's illegal to do that to children. Um, I also pointed out that our children have been have greatly suffered over the past two and a half years with uh, speech difficulties, mental health problems, anxiety, um, and a list of other things, as well as wearing those dirty masks on their face that collect all kinds of debris and, and, and cause illnesses and cause their own respiratory problems. So um, I also 
mentioned to them that if they didn't cease and desist, uh, desist, that I was going to be serving them one of our notices of liability on the masking and that they were going to be personally held liable for anything that happens to our children. And so I was putting them on notice that, that, they, that this uh, notice of liability could also be used in any sort of legal proceedings that we commence on them. So uh, what we did was um, they decided they were going to hold a vote on November the 20th. So all of our members um, got on board and they all sent out NOLs, call to action I did. Tanya Gaw joined in that action for Canada as well and also sent out um, a, an action on that about the masking. And so what we did was we hammered them. <laughs> I mean, they were so inundated by calls from all of our members and they were just like their phones were ringing off the hook. <laughs> and I was just so happy about that, that that was happening. So what happened was we, um, before the meeting at seven o'clock, they gathered around at 6 p.m. outside the um, main Durham District School Board um, facility. And they, we, had, um, like, we had signs and there were protests going on with about, maybe about 60 people. So we also took that meeting or took this group inside when they started to um, discuss the masking. And um, so the trustees were all talking about it and uh, people in the gallery were, you know, making comments. Um, we were very professional and um, but we were not going to stand up for this. We were totally against it and it was not going to happen. So um, what ended up happening was um, they took the vote and we won <laughs> a nine to two vote. Right. So I was just so thrilled. And I just knew that God was behind all this. And I give him all the glory that he just saved our children. And I was so happy about that. That was just a huge win for us. So um, that is just something that, you know, just being with Action for Canada and being a chapter leader and just loving to um, be in there and be on the scenes to, you know, um, assist any parents that have, you know, legal rights and give them back to the parents and not, you know, the school boards as taking over, trying to take over control, which they have no jurisdiction over whatsoever. And I'm just not going to stand for it. So um, we did get the masks off the children. They are breathing freely and I'm breathing freely. <laughs> so yeah, I just want to say that that's my, you know, my big win so far. And now we're going to be tackling the, um, uh, the uh, sexual um, comprehensive program that's going on. So we've already started uh, notice of liability on that. And um, I will be reaching out to each and every trustee to just have a little chat with them and see where they are on this. Okay, that's it. <laughs> oh, right on. Well, thank you so much, uh, Terry. And we, we saw half of your face there. <laughs> there you go. No, you're in the middle there. <laughs> Like, um, I'm seeing myself clear here, but uh, yeah, I don't there know you are. I there you are. We're good. Thank you so much for your story and for your passion and for um, yeah, just your your take charge kind of attitude. I really appreciate <laughs> that. Well, um, so did we? Is Tanya back? Oh yes, Tanya, you're there. Um, actually, uh, I just wanted to let you know we're just bringing Tanya back on. She's having some technical difficulties, oh, okay. so unfortunately, we'll just have to go on to the next. Weird. Okay, well, let's do that. Um, okay, so next up, we will we have uh, Laurie Bard and from Kelowna, BC. Laurie found out about Action for Canada when she was assisting the previous chapter leader. 
in Kelowna, BC, sorting NOLs at his home. Um, after hearing Tanya speak at a rally in Kelowna, she was motivated to put her name forward as a chapter leader. Laurie's original intention was simply to be a co-leader with the previous leader, as, Re- but as happens, sorry, I'm getting, are we good, Terenzio? Yep, we're good. Okay, okay, thanks. Um, as happens occasionally, life circumstances take our volunteers in different directions, which requires a shuffle of leadership. With the prompting of the Lord, Laurie uh, decided to step into the role she hadn't anticipated and has found tremendous blessings of purpose and meaning in serving her community as chapter leader in Kelowna. So earlier today, I met with Laurie to record a message of encouragement as she was not able to join us in person this evening. So we have a video for you and we will just cue that up, Terenzio, and please welcome Laurie. I originally took over the chapter about the end of April, and at first I felt so overwhelmed because Action for Canada really is covering everything. They've got everything from empowering businesses to stay open, to helping the kids, to fighting the mandates, contacting the churches to help them to be homeschooling. So I really was feeling a little bit overwhelmed. So, you know, and I feel like the Lord said to me, just pick something that really resonates with you and just make one step because one step forward is is really going to be something to build on. And I just, it broke my heart when I heard what was happening to our kids in the schools, all the sexualization, the grooming of the kids. And it it just really resonated with me. And I, so one day after the rally in Kelowna, we, I got together a group of parents and we met and formed a signal group so that we could communicate. And we called it Parents Against Soji. And at one of the chapter meetings, one of the leaders show, shared that there was a pamphlet on the, um, le- on the chapter leader resources. And that's the pamphlet that's shown behind me. And so we printed some of those out and we thought, you know what, let's just do this. Let's see how it goes and, and find out what we can do and how we can make a difference. So we met at, I think we met at two o'clock or, or something like that at one of the schools. And we picked one that we knew was kind of a little bit really on board with the SOGI program. And so I think there were four or five of us and we noticed that the parents would park and they'd wait until their kids, till it was time to go pick up their kids. So we just tap on the window and we'd say, Hey, are you here picking up your kids from school? And they answer yes, or grandparents and I would just say, you know, I'm a concerned citizen. I pay school taxes. And I found out that my tax dollars are going to fund a program called SOGI. Have you ever heard of that? And they're like, what is that? And I said, it's sexual orientation and gender identity. And I really feel that some of the material is inappropriate for elementary school kids. There's graphic photos. There's um, just imp- just subjects that are a little beyond what elementary school kids should maybe be learning. So I felt I would come out as a concerned citizen and just let parents know what's going on in the schools. And I have to say that it's been overwhelmingly positive. I would say probably 95% of the parents have no idea what's going on and we're extremely grateful for us bringing it to their attention. How did you hear about Action for Canada in the beginning? I actually got to know the chapter leader from Action for Canada just at the local rallies. And I think probably he mentioned something. And so I went to the website and I just saw how much information they had. And I think I went to one of the Empower Hours and I was so impressed with 
how well they were put together, some of the different quality speakers that they had. And they really were out there informing all kinds of people about actions they could take, particularly the notice of liabilities. And in fact, we've used those to serve the school board trustee or the um, the the fellow that's in charge, the superintendent of the of the Okanagan School Board. We did serve him with a notice of liability. Right on. And um, as an ordinary citizen uh, Canadian, have you would you ever have imagined yourself? being able to do the things that you're doing now. Um, and is it as intimidating as you thought it was at the beginning? So how, how has the journey been for you as just an ordinary Canadian? Yeah, I, I would have to say that I, I originally didn't want to step up by myself. You know, I thought it was just too much. I wouldn't be able to handle it. But I, I found that with Tanya and with yourself, Kim, you guys really empower us to be able to do our job and um, to, to get the word out to people and to be able to support people. I know I had somebody approach me one day. I One of the things I do rather than have chapter meetings is I just bring the tent down to the rallies that are happening that are put on by CLEAR. And um, David Lindsay is one of the supporters of Action for Canada. So I've just been setting up my tent down there. And then he lets me do speeches and, and that sort of thing. So that was really intimidating the first time I had to stand up and speak. But it's also been an opportunity for people to approach me and ask me to help them out with different situations that they're going through. So I think all the tools are there for anybody, just an ordinary person to step up. And and like I said, it's just one step that you do. You just choose something that really resonates with you and just go with that. And then a lot of other people will come on board and want to do something different. So I have a, a fellow that felt really passionate as a business owner to go out to the businesses. So he's handing out business packages. I did a little Zoom call with using all of the materials on the chapter website and explained how to approach the businesses, what to give them. And so now he's kind of taken over doing that on his own. So. Well, thank you so much. Um, if you were to give our listeners just one word of advice or just a final thought, what would that be? Get involved. I, I really feel by getting involved, it's, it's changed my attitude towards the whole pandemic. Instead of sitting at home and being worried and concerned about whether they're going to lock us down again, I feel like I'm doing something. I'm doing something to help my community and to help the people around me. And it seems like it's when you see people, they're so grateful for what Action for Canada is doing. And I, I think it just, it's very positive. And I like that, that we're, we're such a faith-based organization because I think that empowers us in a, in a different way that a lot of other organizations don't have. And here we have on the screen, we have uh, Ron Raywald. So it's my great pleasure to introduce him. Uh, Ron began serving in 2021 to 2022 as the National Chapter Leader Coordinator with Action for Canada and was instrumental in facilitating the rapid growth of our chapters across the nation. So midway through 2022, I was honored to be asked to step into some very big shoes as Ron left, felt called to pivot his time and energy back to rallying pastors and church communities. So currently, Ron is involved with Action for Canada as the National Pastoral Support Team Lead and Prayer Warrior Team Lead, as well as assisting with the development of our home and church schooling parent support teams. 
Ron originally joined Action for Canada almost two years ago after hearing Tanya speak at a rally, proclaiming that this nation is founded on Judeo-Christian principles and that she was fighting for our God-given rights and for Canada's faith, family, and freedom. Ron comes from a lineage of strong men who took a stand for their faith. He has three generations of pastors before him, two dying for their faith in Russia under Lenin's second and Stalin's third anti-religious campaigns. So standing for faith is written in his DNA. So welcome to the show, Ron. Hello, hello. Oh man, it's, it's so great to hear the chapters and many of them I had the privilege and honor to vet to be a part of the uh, their chapter leader in their city. And uh, what a privilege it is to, to be a part of this organization. Uh, as you had uh, read there, I, I met, uh, I saw, I didn't meet, but I, I heard Tanya speak at a rally at the end of 2020. And I said, I've got to write my bloodline story and share it with her. So through my wife, she found Tanya's email somehow and, uh, and sent that off to her. And within short time, Tanya said, I'd like you to come on board to be a part of Action for Canada. And one of the first objectives was when the lockdowns came is that we wanted to encourage pastors in the church to remain open. As a matter of fact, all the rallies that I first went to um, in 2020, and actually it was my wife that introduced me to, hey, let's head downtown to the rally and, and just, you know, support, uh, you know, what's going on and, and just to, to fight against this tyranny. Um, so I, I developed these signs. I produced these uh, signage that would say, I want to worship my creator with other believers, open our churches, or we were created to give God glory together, open our churches. And I would always position myself in the front of the rally line. I'd make a whole bunch of these signs. I'd, I'd approach people. Would you be willing to hold up this sign? And, and I was all for the churches being open because my great grandfather, my grandfather, as, as Kim had shared, they died for their faith. They would not renounce the name of Jesus. They counted the ultimate cost. It was under the communist, you know, regime, Russia, uh, a power usurped, authoritative controlling uh, government that the first uh, line of attack is towards believers in Christ Jesus and the church, because we believe in the supreme authority and they cannot handle it. And that's the same thing with our government. What happened? They, they locked down the churches. Yet Costco's, you know, remained open, liquor stores, mosques, everything else, but the churches had to be locked down. So uh, we're fighting this battle. God does win it in the end. Um, you know, after we were first rally of pastors, we had like 500 that, that came and then it dwindled down to 100, less than 100. And our last seminar for pastors, which we, as Pastor Dan, uh, Brother Dan had mentioned, we had Vincent Jerseys, a 32-year uh, veteran for the Ontario Provincial Police come and share how to properly handle law enforcement. Don't live in the fear of man or government. Obey God over government. And God's going to take care of you. And you're going to hear some of the testimonies of some of these pastors next week for the next Empower Hour. And I had the privilege to, um, you know, uh, take uh, some statements of testimony from what I refer to as legends of the faith. These would be like Pastor Jacob Room, Pastor Steve Richardson, Pastor Aaron Rock, Michael Thiessen, uh, Timothy Stevens, uh, 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 Arthur Pulowski, and James Coates. Let's not forget about James Coates. 
Many thousands of pastors have misinterpreted Romans chapter 13, obey government. But you want to hear the proper interpretation of Romans 13? Listen to Pastor James Coates on Romans 13. Google it. Listen to it. What happened three days after that uh, message was preached? He was incarcerated longer than any other pastor and I believe, the history of Canada. Over, I think it was like 33 days. Our government purposefully put him behind bars. They were fearful that if the, if the pastors across this country would catch what the Holy Spirit was saying, God's anointed word in that chapter, in the proper interpretation, that we, we would, uh, they would lose this battle. And so in any case, we, are, we do have a pastor support team. We want to create awareness. We want to let pastors know what their lawful position is under the Charter of Rights, uh, Freedom and Rights clergymen. And so we do have a pastor support team. We get together, we pray over our pastors, we strategize. Uh, we're also approaching um, associations across the country as well, too, because they are the governing body uh, over the churches, right? So uh, we, we get together on a weekly basis, and we also have a, a prayer warrior team. Dan alluded to it earlier. And our, our Action for Canada, we are covered in prayer. We believe in prayer. We believe in the works of the Holy Spirit. We believe that God has a purpose for this country. And uh, we, we just are. So our prayer warrior team, we meet uh, Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays. But you know how it started? It actually started with with Dan Bashan. Dan said, you know what? We need to have a week of prayer and fasting. So we started, I think it was April 25, uh, 25th. We had an average of 80 people attend our Zoom uh, prayer and fasting. We had, I had the pastor Art Toplowski, Brent Smith, and a number of pastors give a word of exhortation, praise, and uh, testimony. And so we, we had this committed time of prayer. After seven days, we said, you know what? Let's go 40 days. So it turned out to 40 days of prayer and fasting. And that 40th day, we had no idea what day was going to land on. It landed on the day of Pentecost. And so on the day of Pentecost, we said, let's keep going. So we've been praying faithfully 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Uh, at, at Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. And that has been for the last six months. And we continue to go strong. And so these are prayer warriors or intercessors. We have 20 and 25 uh, on average and as many as 30 sometimes. So if you want to be a part of that, um, you need to, to email us and, and let us know. And I think uh, we have emails posted somewhere. But in any case, uh, we also have a prayer hyphen request at actuallycanada.ca. How can we serve Canada in a practical way? We want to pray over the needs and the hurts and the pains and the loss of life and the loss of, you know, health and loss of uh, employment. And we want to practically pray over the needs of Canadians. So we have a committed team that is taking these prayer requests and disseminating them through to other prayer warriors that are praying over these requests. And I have the privilege also to get involved with when I heard what was going on with Soji, it really hurt and touched my heart. And I said, you know what, uh, I'm going to do some research. So along with I got some assistance from Doris and uh, we were able to determine that there are provincial Christian homeschooling associations across this whole country in each province's representation. Praise God. And so um, we were able to to highlight that there's a directory that we've posted that features that. 
And uh, also what we were able to do is I was able to make a whole bunch of calls to these associations. So now we have developed a, a parent support team. That's another practical way in which we can assist the parents who are becoming aware of what is happening to their children and the exposure of SOGI 123 in the public schools. So we want to provide them a platform where they will come to a Zoom meeting and they're going to connect with executive directors, board members, and also home uh, uh, parents that have successfully homeschooled their children, in some cases decades, and some cases generational. Their children are now homeschooling their kids. So as far as what we want to connect them to in a practical way is alternative Christian homeschooling association, associations uh, or, uh, I said, opportunities, school at home, Christian school at home, homeschooling at a Christian service, Christian uh, our churches allowing for parents to come in and school the kids, and then churches offering curriculums uh, that are offered to kindergarten to grade 12. So we are wanting to connect those parents with those opportunities. Each province is a little, little bit different as far as registration versus enrollment in particular. So we are wanting to have a platform where they come onto a Zoom and they get connected with executive or homeschooling parents from that province. We'll, we'll have these you know, private, separate Zoom chats and they'll get educated. They'll be encouraged and they'll be equipped and they'll be motivated and inspired by these homeschooling parents. So we, we want to give them this. There's so much more I can say, but I want my other brothers and sisters to, to share uh, as far as the chapters that they started. And God bless you all. Come to next week. We have a promotion about that, about the pastors that we have coming on. Right on. Oh, thank wow. you so much, Ron. Yeah, right on. Take it away, Tanya. Oh, I, I've got to just like a amen, brother. You know, I'm just sitting here in the background. Ron, your enthusiasm. I love you so much. It was uh, in 2020, in the fall of 2020, uh, that you and I first came in touch. And I knew within a short period of time that uh, I needed you on our team uh, because you just don't sit back. Uh, you are a doer and uh, you're not just, um, you're enthusiastic about it. But, but what I see is, that, you know, somebody had asked here, uh, Michelle had asked, where do you pastor, Ron? And the incredible thing is, is that Ron isn't an actual pastor, although he has a pastor's heart. And I would like to say that Ron pastors at the Church of Action for Canada, because yeah. we said in August of 2021, Ron, you and I had a conversation and we were looking at the chapters, or sorry, the pastors, and how we'd gone from 361 joining us in a, a in a February of 2021 webinar. And each week we were committing so much to having uh, meetings for the pastors and it kind of dwindled down to about 20. And I says, you know what? I said, we need to uh, start the commencing of vetting chapter leaders because we're gonna be the church without walls nationwide. And Ron has always seen the vision for the mission. We've shared that vision. And Ron, I'm just so grateful for every aspect of what you're doing. You jumped in to help with the chapter leaders. You have gone back to overseeing, uh, like we say, the, the prayer with Dan. 
and then working with pastors. You and I met uh, throughout the summer with uh, multiple pastors, letting them know about what we're doing. And then as soon as we were talking about homeschooling, you just took the lead. You started reaching out to all these incredible organizations, Christian organizations across Canada, and we started having meetings with them. We've developed the page uh, because there are so many aspects of Action for Canada that all significantly work together. Everything is sort of intertwined and uh, you're just such an integral part of that. And I love you too. So thank you. Thank you. Awesome. It's it's a blessing. It's an honor. And I will continue to march on. We're going to continue to press on and continue to advance the kingdom and set this country free in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Oh, right on. Well, I am happy to uh, say we're getting close to the end. Uh, We have saved our uh, best for last. We have two more uh, people to um, present. Um, and it took a little convincing for our next speaker. <laughs> Suzanne Woodrow is also from BC. This is her lovely face. <laughs> She's our chapter leader for Prince George. And I'm so glad to introduce this fine lady to you. Suzanne is humble about many of the accomplishments in her chapter and needed a little convincing to come on to tonight's to share. I'm delighted she agreed. Suzanne consistently and tenaciously engages with her community to bring about real change from destructive policies that are so that are not so subtly working their way into the governance structures of our country. By building relationships with churches, community groups, and even elected officials, the team in Prince George is making a significant significant difference. So please welcome Suzanne to the panel. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> it's a pretty hard act to follow with all those awesome people. I mean, you guys are amazing and the inspiration is over the top. And I just love what they're all saying. I absolutely love it. I mean, my heart just absolutely it identifies with all the things that they're saying. I mean, I totally agreed with, with, with what Dan said, with all the seven pillars and in society and everything else, with what Ron was saying there. Our passion is about the children and homeschooling and stuff, too. My background, basically, I mean, you know, I the Lord has always led me into a political thing within the church. I mean, I he had me lead setting up a Christian Heritage Party with the first time in 1988. And then I ran in a federal election in 2000. But I never expected all this to happen that I that is right now. When I joined Action for Canada, to be honest with you, I could see all the things going on in the country. And I was very disturbed by it all. But uh, so I was going out there and I was going to the rallies and we were doing all these things. And we have a very, very motivated freedom group here in in Prince George. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. So one of them, Michelle, she had put out all these these flyers and everything else everywhere, you know, about Action for Canada. We were giving out the information and it was really, really good. And I said to her, I said, we can't just do this without getting involved somehow. Right. Because we connected with Tanya and, and, and we were hearing what she was saying. So we felt that we should start a chapter, but she didn't want to be the leader. So I said, well, okay, (laughs) I guess I'll be the leader then. (laughs) But uh, I really didn't know what I was getting into, to be honest with you. I had never done a Zoom call. I had never, like, they just terrified me to even think about doing it. So when I consider where I've come in, in the last year and a half, and I mean, now I'm setting up Zoom calls all the time and doing all of these things and Public speaking was never really a problem. I didn't, that didn't bother me. And so we've had lots of meetings and rallies and I've always spoken for Action for Canada, you know, and I mean, we have a really, really good group. The Most of the freedom group here are part of Action for Canada. 
And so they would set up weekly rallies and we were down there all the time with our tents and tables and giving out all the information. And it was awesome. And then we were given the use of a boardroom. And so we had, you know, NOL signing meetings. We had people coming down there and helping us filling out NOLs and serving them to the, the, the school boards, exactly like everybody else to the school boards with all the mandates that were coming down when they were trying to, you know, say that everybody in the school had to be vaxxed. And we were, there was about 114 of us, I think, that rallied out in front of the school board office a few times. And then we served them all with a stack of, of uh, NOLs. And by the grace of God, when they voted, they all voted against it. So it was, it was wonderful. And then, uh, you know, we did the same thing with the mayor and council. We went down there. We, we rallied out on the, in front of city hall. We, you know, had big, a lot of big rallies. And then we served them also with a stack of NOLs. And um, unfortunately, they still voted to fire all the city workers. But nevertheless, we still kept going and pressing on from that. And we had a wonderful business group. We had a leader that was just awesome. And he led the team and, and put, gave out over 650 Action for Canada business packages. So we were really pleased with that. It was a really, a really good effort. And uh, I mean, like we just have such a good team. And I mean, you can't do anything without a good team, without people who, you know, really and truly, I mean, I'm just kind of the voice here, really, because it's, it's the younger people who are out there running around doing all of this. But I just thank God for all of them. And I thank God for the team here at Action for Canada. You guys are amazing, absolutely amazing. But I wanted to say that, that when the Soji thing came out, like, like when all the mandates were lifted and everything kind of settled down and we weren't doing as much with the NOLs, we were really, really like really disturbed about that whole thing when Tanya brought that forth in, in back in May, I believe it was. And so we felt we had to do something and help the parents because we weren't being effective in getting the information to them to let them know what was happening in, in the schools. And so we put on a big meeting, you know, and uh, put up flyers everywhere and invited everybody to come to give, you know, to wake up the parents and give them the options of other things besides what was out there. So we had about 75 people come to our meeting and we had a couple of, of long-term homeschoolers come and speak and an, um, an ex-high school Christian teacher. She taught in a Christian high school and then we also had one of the school trustees come and they all shared with everybody. We had, and it was, it was really good. I also shared with them and showed them a little bit of off of the Action for Canada website of the War on Children and we kept it very brief. I didn't get into it in detail. I told everybody to go there and watch it because it's so important for people to know what's going on. We also had all the SOGI information and the books from the libraries on the tables for everybody to look at and uh, the information, the NOLs and things that they could give out. So we, we did quite a lot. And it was, it was good. Um, you know, and the other thing I, I told them was I said we really wanted to be able to have a homeschool co-op and resource center. And I had been looking into that and researching it and found an awesome template of one down in Washington State. So we actually uh, were able to purchase their, their business plan and they, with everything about it, how to set it all up and everything. So we're very excited about that. And we are really, really going forward with it. We're really, you know, and uh, our next step, of course, we were looking for venues, but that's hard to do. Um, it really is. But anyway, through the summer, Cheryl, my, my co-lead, she and I went to 21 different churches and spoke to all these pastors and shared the, the books with them and gave them all packages of information to let them know what was going on with Soji. Most of them had never heard of it. 
uh, or they'd heard of it but didn't know all about it. And we asked them to share it with their their people to let them know how very serious this was. Um, I don't know how much they've done of that. A few have. A, we don't know for sure. But we had some very good connections with them. We were very pleased with the, with the way they responded. And we actually spoke with a Catholic bishop who told us that he was the head of a diocese that covers, goes all the way from, uh, I think he said Dawson Creek out to Haida Gwaii, and that he was going to get the information out to them. We also spoke with a man who's the head of the evangelical uh, churches in BC, I believe, and he's going to be giving the information to them. So we don't know how far it's going to go. We really don't. We just have to go out there and do what we can and sow the seeds and trust the Lord for what he's going to do with it. Um, But, you know, the, the other thing with that is that we've had some really, really good connections with the pastors, with um, Christian businessmen here in the city. We belong to a Bible study that's really been learning some other ways and strategies of, of bringing your city together. And we're very excited about that because we really believe and have been doing this of really praying for all the, the city leaders and praying for our school board and praying blessing and peace, et cetera, et cetera. And praying for the Lord to connect the pastors, the marketplace leaders and the city together. And we've seen some amazing testimonies, miraculous stuff that's happened around the world from this. And so that's what we've been starting to do. And um, one of our, our leaders actually met with the mayor. We, well, actually the team, they sent out emails to the mayor and council when they were first elected, this new, the new mayor, and asked if they could come down to the inauguration, pray for him, et cetera. They wanted to bless him. They thanked him, you know, et cetera. And he wrote back right away and said how, how thankful he was for their prayers and that we need all the prayer we can get. And so one of the leaders went down and was there for the inauguration and was able to meet with him afterwards and talk to him and share with him. He said it was very positive. And we also had members at the school board inauguration as well, because we want to have people at every one of these meetings, council meetings and school board meetings from now on, not only to know what's going on, but also so that we can share. And our goal is to try and build relationships as much as possible with them and to work with them where we can, but also to take a stand where we need to and serving NOLs or whatever, if we have to, to continue to do what we're doing, because we will stand for righteousness and justice no matter what. But we really believe that we're, God is leading this, that we are, I, we just know that the Lord is putting together a, a real, he's doing a real work here in Prince George. Like we're quite excited about it. And we've had more pastors coming out to the, to the prayer groups, coming to get together to pray, um, more people joining with different actions that we're doing. We're actually very excited about what's happening and feel very positive going forward. So we're looking forward to try and meet with the mayor in the new year and go over some of these things with him. We believe that this could be instrumental in helping us set up, set up our homeschool co-op and resource center and other things in the city as well. But we're believing that Prince George is going to lead the way and that God's going to do an awesome work here and that we're going to change our, our country going forward because this nation belongs to the Lord. He's Lord of Lords and King of Kings, and he rules and reigns over our nation in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much. Mm. Thanks, Suzanne. You're welcome.
All right. Okay. Wow. Kim, this isn't just, just amazing. Suzanne, I can't imagine you would hesitate to come on and <laughs> uh, tell everybody about the good things that are going on. I mean, you guys have uh, developed a chapter there and I know it doesn't take, you know, it's not like, I know you mentioned 75 people, but it's not like you have 75 people coming out to any meeting again. This was persistence, persevering, building the team. And I just want to help people to understand that are viewing and will later view this video is that it is amazing that it has been a minority of different groups who have brought about the devastation in Canada. Yeah. And yet we are the majority. We've been a silent majority. And one of the things Action for Canada wants to do is give the silent majority a voice. And we're doing that by being able to provide you not only with education, but the resources and to empower mm -hmm. you to get involved. And so a minority um, within Action for Canada, I, they're bringing the rain. And with the faith of a mustard seed, we're moving mountains. And uh, Suzanne, you've been doing an amazing job uh, you've touched on many things the business campaign reaching out to the pastors the homeschooling reaching out and supporting kids in school and parents I mean this is exactly what I was talking about when Ron was on is that everything we're doing is interconnected so that we move together as this one massive well-oiled machine and I just salute you my friend you have been just doing such an amazing job I'm so excited to hear you know of further updates moving forward Forward. And again, I appeal to everybody, join Action for Canada, yes. join one of the chapters, even if it's a chapter right now that happens to be a few towns away, just get involved, be involved in uh, Zoom meetings. You may find that the more that you get involved in the better educated you are um, on what it is exactly that Action for Canada has to offer, you will say, I want to be a leader. We try to make it so easy for you to have everything that you need in order to lead. So again, my love and thanks to you very yes, much. Thank Suzanne. you all. Bless you. Thank you. Good night. Right on. Um, Kim, before you go, um, Terenzio, if you could bring me back on, I had problems. I'd lost my, I could, I could speak, but I didn't have sound. And so Terry Recker came on and, and went, and I, I can't not comment about Terry Recker. I, <laughs> I didn't hear what it was that she has to say, but I know her because I work so closely with her that I just have to give her such a big shout out. She as well is somebody who is very, persistent and she has become very very knowledgeable about all of the materials that action for canada has she has a heart a burden for our children and is there you are and is fighting like crazy on behalf of children in ontario and as well as a heart for justice and is pursuing the criminal charges with uh, members that have joined action for canada so terry i just didn't want to miss out and sending you much love and a big shout out and thank you for being part of this beautiful family. <laughs> oh, thank you, Tanya. Thank you for uh, looping back to that. Now we come to uh, the end of the evening. To, so to close out this evening, last but not least by any stretch, we have Paul Scalacci, who presently hails from Hamilton, Ontario, but he is in the process of relocating to BC. So after more than a year of volunteer leadership as Act for Canada Hamilton chapter leader, Paul, along with his wife Donna, are moving from the Hamilton area to pursue the next chapter of their lives in British Columbia. Paul has left a footprint on the freedom movement in the Hamilton area and on the hearts of those who marched with him. He leaves the Hamilton chapter in good hands with Lucille taking the reins. And Paul will be quick to say his journey in the freedom movement is far from over. 
And we look forward to seeing what new role he may have with Action for Canada in the future. So please let us welcome Paul. Wow. Not fact to follow now. <laughs> you built me up. Uh, I really appreciate uh, appreciate everybody at Action for Canada. And uh, as some of you know, I've been sticking my nose in and out of Action for Canada long before the uh, the uh, spread across the country and setting up chapters and uh, trying to find my way and where I might actually feel that I could be of use and of service. And um, and I was so pleased that I finally could actually take part and actually, uh, I, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I figured, gee, I'm going to build a chapter in Hamilton. I, I, I live right here. This is perfect. So uh, that that was uh, something I wanted to do. Um, and uh, I, I remember in some of the meetings when uh, Tanya and, and the group were, were planning things about putting on different um, uh, rallies and they were, and I was, I was into videoing rallies quite a bit and I still do that. I always love to bring my video camera and whatever my, my phone now. And, uh, I'm always, I'm always, uh, picturing what's going on. And so, uh, I mentioned that, uh, that I would be interested in serving Action for Canada th- that way. That would be great if I could. And then she'd go, great, great. We got something going on in Vancouver this weekend. And I went, yeah, send me a ticket. I'll be there. <laughs> So anyway, uh, thank God I could do that here and uh, and provide, um, you know, uh, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to provide leadership, but I knew I was going to provide a, a platform where people could come together. And that's the key for me with Action for Canada and what I think started started the, the group almost, almost uh, feeding itself. And, uh, you know, we start as all groups start with maybe four people, and that's usually the core and then we get we get to about six and then it's eight and uh so what we did is we we would always start with a mission statement that actually for canada put out there and that was how we started the meetings and then afterwards we would go around person by person and whether you spoke the week or the couple of weeks before the week before you, if something new had happened that you wanted to share with us please share so that's how we were finding out where people's interests were uh, where their strengths were, where their hearts were, and what kind of uh, uh, changes they wanted to see with the tyrannical government uh, mandates. Of course, those were the days of lockdowns, masks, and uh, you know, don't 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 visit with your family days. You know, so uh, it was great. We we uh, we got some real emotional stories. I mean, some of them uh, a lot of anger, a lot of uh, you know. Uh, really upset. 35 years I've been working in, as a healthcare worker, and now I don't have a work. I don't work. I mean, it, it's, it, it just started to snowball. So we started in healthcare. We started focusing in on trying to help some of these uh, uh, nurses to get back into their profession and or at least to come back with something because they felt, felt it had nothing. So what did actually Canada have? Of course, the notices of liability. And so that's what was the key. Let's start. And it was just getting people involved, getting people committing themselves to saying, I'm going to do something with what's happened to me, and I'm not going to lie back on this. And we were all there supporting them. So we had the signing teams, and we had people that would sign off the NOLs. We served the school boards, again, like many here on this meeting have, and the trustees. And I guess the way I got around that nervous first time ever serving an NOL 
no matter how how comfortable you are in front of people, when you're serving an NOL that's that's about you, that involves you, it's a whole new game. So I remember I I, I was a returning student. You like the way I put that, a returning student. Anyway, and uh, I went to, back to university. Of course, in the September of last year, they, they said, okay, you got a mask to come to school. Well, I prepared for all that. I said, okay, let's see what this is going to be about. Well, out comes the NOL, NOL and I'm going to serve, but I'm going to go there with no mask, and I'm going to have my first class in a music program, which, I, which I'm actually a singer, and I've been an operatic singer. So I wanted to finish some of those studies. And anyhow, I walked in and uh, everybody's masked and they're saying, oh, hi, Paul. And I'm looking at them and going, who are you? Oh, yeah, you got your mask on. Okay, now I know I can hear your voice. Anyhow, uh, so anyway, I walked in, everybody's masked. And I'm looking at the corner and the teacher's over there and she's got her mask on. And the accompanist behind the grand piano has her mask on. Of course, I'm the only one without one. All the students are all chitter-chattering with their masks on. And I walk over and I said, what's going on? Lies if I didn't know. And she says, well, I guess you haven't, have you been getting the emails? I said, uh, well, I, most of them, I, maybe I didn't read one. She said, uh, well, now we have to wear masks. I said, oh, really? So I turned to the piano, to the accompanist. I said, excuse me, but um, um, what do you feel about this? And she says, oh God, I don't care. I want my money. I want to be paid. So she So anyway, I turned over to, to the uh, to the professor and I said, uh, how do we sing with masks? This was a ensemble singing class. And she said, oh, don't you know, we've had a new version of the mask. It comes way out like a duck beak and you can breathe easily in it and sing. <laughs> so <laughs> I said, oh, really? Anyway, I, and I said, you know, I don't wear masks. She said, oh, well, you know, you're gonna, you'll have to wear a mask to be in a class. I said, I do? I said, well, what if I don't? She said, well, if you don't, that you can't participate in a class. Really? I don't wear a mask and I can't sing, but I got to sing in a mask. It didn't make any sense. So I had the NOL all prepared and I had it all signed up. And I said, do you really believe that? And she said, yes. I said, well... I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to serve you this. And I served her the NOL, put it on the piano. I said, there you go. And she looked at it. She goes, well, what's this? I said, well, it's a notice of liability. Well, what, what, why are you giving it to me? I said, because you're not letting me take the class. And I think you need to know that you really can't do that, but you're not letting me take the class. And she says, well, I'm just going to send this on up to the, you know, to the admin. I said, oh, no, you can do what you want with it. But that's not for them. That one's for you. That's for you. So you just take a look at it because that's personal. So anyway, uh, I turned and as I walked away, I said, I'm sorry I had to do that, but sorry, guys. And then she said, thanks for coming. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to share that. And I felt I needed to do that way before I said, if I'm going to talk to people about serving notices of liability, I better know what that's about. So, and I'm kind of that kind of person that will jump in and say, okay, let's try it. Okay, I don't, I don't have the whole recipe. I've got part of it, but I'm going to make this thing work. And um, so anyhow, I, um, uh, so the real key for me was preparing and having a place for people to meet. 
And they started coming and they started telling people. And all of a sudden, this was a safe place. We can talk about what we really feel. We can express. We had camaraderie. We had, you know, compassion. We had uh, all kinds of uh, commiserating going on. And uh, we didn't have a lot of wins in that time. We were serving notice of liability, but people still lost their jobs. People still put on unpaid leave. Um, and uh, But overall, uh, it just started to to grow and then and then of course when soji came around that's where my heart uh totally opened up and i said uh okay uh no way you're not going to get the children on this one so i totally uh committed committed the group in terms of the initiative and had a lot of support and as you know uh, uh kim you met lucille she's phenomenal she is uh, a powerhouse and a half i've been to both board meetings uh the the uh hamilton district school board meeting the Catholic school board meeting uh, yesterday, and there were incidences there. There was Antifa there. There was the counter protesters there at the meeting, and some people almost got thrown out. And it was quite, quite the back and forth. And I wasn't there because I'm moving. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's my excuse. But, uh, but uh, I would, I would have gladly been there, of course, and I would have filmed every, every, every uh, second of it. And um, but I uh, I'm so pleased we have a strong team. Um, I think it's taught me the, the whole position of leadership has taught me that we need to step back as leaders and we need to allow it to unfold. And then we have to trust and we have to trust. Of course, we trust in God, but that will bring that the answers to us. And and we, I know we get anxious because as soon as we think we're getting somewhere or it's cutting close, well, come on, let's let's move this thing ahead. And that's almost the time where you have to step back even further and take another and take another camera shot. So that's been my uh, experience. Uh, br- brief uh, sharing of you of with all of you about my experience with Back to Canada. And uh, no, I don't think I'm going away anytime soon. Too much too much on my plate. Oh, that's good. Good news. Good to hear that. Over to you, Tanya. Thank you for joining us on the panel. Yeah, again, thank you. Um, I I love just having a little chat with each of the chapter leaders because they all bring something different to the table. And as you can hear through Paul's experience as well, you know, there was some apprehension at first, how do we get things going, etc. But naturally, if you stick to it, uh, you know, the the chapter begins to grow. Uh, People will hear about what you're doing if you have some sort of a public presence. I even hand cards out while I'm at the grocery store and people are so interested saying I want to be involved I'm so concerned about what's going on and so organically it's growing uh, Paul you're moving to Vancouver which is going to be in my neck of the woods and I said well we're going to need help here Paul there's no way that you we're going to allow you to step away there's still too much work to be done so I just want to give you a big shout out and thank you so much you've left as well Hamilton in a strong position with good leaders uh, because you modeled good leadership so again thank you so much you're very welcome. Thank you. Well, Tanya, that brings us to the end of our lineup. Thank you for mm-hmm. those who have hung in there to hear these stories. Um, so we that's a, that's a wrap for the chapters. And that was just a survey, actually, of all the phenomenal work that's being done by so many of our leaders coast to coast. Uh, eventually, we'll have uh, Saskatchewan and Manitoba speaking up, too. Um, 
So, and they're all, they're well on their way and they're in good hands too. Some people were asking in the chat, what about Saskatchewan? What about Manitoba? Mm -hmm. And we have some really good uh, team leading uh, in Manitoba now. And, and that's really coming together too. Right. And no. Kim, I just want to thank you so much. I'll, I'll have a few words to wrap up. So don't everybody just leave just yet. But again, I, as I started with, I want to end with and giving you a huge shout out for taking on this huge task and for doing it so well. Uh, <laughs> I love that little extra. Thanks, Terenzio. Uh, for adding that that uh, honor to Kim. And uh, we've still got a lot of work ahead of us, my friends. There's a lot of uh, uh, towns and cities that don't have an Action for Canada chapter. But now that we're really, we've got the infrastructure built, the administration is built. We have such an amazing team. I, I want to give Ray, our tech person, a team, a, a part of our team, a big, huge shout out. And uh, then there's Sharon and Holly and Suzanne and Suzanne. And uh, I'm mentioned Jenny who's part of making our um, website look so good as well we have Heather on the call I just I don't want to miss anybody and of course Terenzio who puts on this incredible uh, production and just every single member of the team not only uh, nationally but uh, you know nationally across Canada as far as chapters are concerned but at our national office it's been a huge endeavor and so I would just like to ask everybody that's viewing and will be viewing this to also consider becoming a monthly donor with Action for Canada because it takes a lot to keep this ship sailing <laughs> and uh, as we grow we have a lot of plans um, in, that um, are ahead of us as well as we grow the chapters there there are costs involved with that but there there's also the legal actions that we're involved in. There's the criminal code uh, charges that uh, we're encouraging people across the country to uh, to also implement. All right, so uh, I'm just kind of losing my direction here a little bit because of the magnitude of what Action for Canada is doing, Kim, and what an integral part of this team you are. So thank you again. We're going to look forward to another uh, chapter leader empower our because this was only a fraction of our leaders in the good news stories that they have so we'll be back right on all right well thank you so much for those kind words all right thank you kim yep all right. Whew. That's all. I know it's a lot to take in. And uh, like I say, this is only a fraction of our leaders that came and joined us tonight and a big special shout out and thank you to them. Uh, you know, I want to say that we are not only holding the line, we're doing so much more than that. We are taking background that the enemy has stolen. And I truly believe that with all the notices of liability and the actions that Action for Canada has commenced in the last three years and prior to that, we have been a thorn in the side of the government because we are bringing truth to the nation and the bible says the truth shall set you free and we can see that we are winning in school boards we are going after soji and we are exposing the nasty deeds of this program and those who um, are behind it and we truly 100 percent believe that there is every reason that the education uh, across canada should uh, revoke and remove soji 123 as well as all of these pornographic books and and to again also remove the um, 
individuals who have access to our kids from the radical LGBTQ community. We've got to remember one of the biggest problems is, is that they are indoctrinating children in the school systems, and then they have activists that they've given uh, permission to have access to our children, not only within the classroom, but within these private uh, private GSAs, the Gay Straight Alliance, private clubs that they have at the schools. Who are these individuals? Who are running these groups? Who has access to our children? All right, when has this ever been okay in the history of time? So we're, be, we're, we're making our voice really loud. They're saying that we're not going to tolerate this, and every single one of our chapter leaders is actively involved in this. They are the cream of the crop that have risen to the top, and I love every single one of them. And we're going to keep vetting, and we're going to keep getting the cream. All right, all right. Can we um, put up the Empower Hour image for next week? I just want to encourage everybody to join us next week. I am so happy to be able to have Pastor Randy Beatty. He happens to be also one of Action for Canada's plaintiffs in the BC and federal action. Pastor Randy and Diane are so precious. They have held the line. They remained open. And Pastor Phil, there's... Uh, you know, such a story involved with Pastor Phil in uh, New Brunswick and our leader, chapter leader, Pastor Ken and Bonnie were an integral part of what had taken place in Pastor Phil's lives. Pastor Ken and Bonnie jumped into action right away to assist Pastor Phil and uh, Pastor Cody uh, because the government had come after them and were, it, it was just well, as with all pastors with their testimonies, you'll hear them. I don't want you to miss them. But Action for Canada stepped into a major role to help find them a lawyer, to help uh, um, source funds for them through the de democracy funds, etc. And then, of course, you know our dear Pastor Archer Pulowski. Uh, you know what? Uh, he is a force in this nation. And having come from uh, communism, he saw the writing on the wall way ahead of, uh, of COVID as well. He is precious. He has been serving uh, the uh, homeless in his community. And for many years, 20 years prior to COVID, he was already under uh, great opposition. I, I, I can't even understand why the most tyrannical, uh, you know, individuals as far as mayors are concerned would stop a man from feeding the homeless. But that is part of uh, Pastor Arter Pulowski's story before stepping into the ring with COVID. And uh, again, he is somebody that didn't only uh, hold the line. He is pressing back and um, he is taking back ground the enemy had tried to steal. And for Pastor Phil and Pastor Arter, they had major legal actions against them and all of the charges are being dismissed. All of the fines, all of the charges. This was a big, huge fear-mongering campaign. And so I can't wait to have them on the show next week. We're also ready to post. We've been working on it for many months, but we have a, an action that we're going to post as well. It will be for all churches. Uh, I'm hoping that as many churches as possible will get on board with us and all Christians across this nation and that they will sign this notice, this declaration telling the government that when the government's laws are in violation of God's laws. We follow God's laws first. And so we will no longer comply to orders um, at all that are in violation 
of the uh, of the law of the criminal code of our constitutional guaranteed rights. And so uh, we're very excited about that show and it is time to launch this and be proactive. This is a proactive measure in telling the government, we don't care what you got up your sleeve, we are not going to comply. All right, Terenzio, on that note, will you please bring up the verse? Uh, I really want everybody to feel very hopeful. I hope you have felt inspired tonight by our uh, the testimonies that our chapter leaders have, have given tonight. I hope that you feel empowered as well. I hope that you feel like, you know what, I want to be involved in this history-making movement called Action for Canada. We are going to go down in history as one of the organizations that had a huge impact in tearing down this tyranny. And so the Bible says, Isaiah 41:10 Fear not for I am with you be not dismayed for I am your God I will strengthen you I will help you I will uphold you with my righteous hand I take great hope in this and as I've been saying in the last couple of weeks that you know there's a, a lot of fake religions out there there's a lot of fake idea ideas that all you have to do is is just it's all about love but it's more than that it's more than that it's more than just being a good person and I just feel a need to express this every single week that John 3 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and so if you're on the show tonight and God has been tapping you on the shoulder and pressing in it's because he loves you and it says in the Bible that every single person in the world has an opportunity at some point in their life to choose God and uh, he's given us free will so you also have the choice to say no but that could very well mean a life of eternal damnation and so at Action for Canada we believe this is a ministry that we're in very dark times right now we want to give you hope but that that hope only comes in Christ Jesus so if you feel like it today if you're feeling that presence of the Holy Spirit to say you know what all you need to do is confess before the Lord we're all sinners even when we become Christians, you know, we're sinners. But the difference is that as Christians, we can go before the Lord and we know that when we confess our sins, we're forgiven. And that's the same for you. If you profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you too will have that gift. And um, all you would need to do is a simple prayer saying, Lord, you know what? I could feel you pursuing me. I'm a sinner. And I recognize that today. And I ask you to forgive me of my sins. He'll wash you white as snow. And I pray that you come into my life and be Lord and Savior of my life. And if you pray that prayer today, please reach out to our prayer team. Uh, it will be available in the description when this video is posted. And Sheila, would you please also post it right now in the chat? And so I just want to give you a big shout out to everybody. I love you so much. You're part of the Action for Canada family. So just God bless you and God bless Canada.
right. <laughs>